you guys are listening to In Traffic with Neil Rubenstein. Today I'm going to talk to my good friend Smooth City. I don't know what he prefers to go by. I call him Smooth. What's cracking? What's up, man? How are you? I'm doing all right, bro. You ready for yeah. tomorrow? Tomorrow? Oh, at work? Yeah. <laughs> it was a good night Saturday. Yeah, Janicus was good. Yeah, yeah, it was a real good vibe in the room. Flex did a real nice job. Um, you know, there was some fights at the end of the night. But overall, you know, I mean, that the fights at the end really killed it. And we, we fought and I really tried to, you know, I mean, I was playing nice and slow. We were playing Pony. We were playing, you know. Play R. Kelly, chilling on your booty. You know what I'm saying? Really tried to, but you know, unfortunately, when my people get in large quantities, we fucking don't know how to act. They're not my people. When 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 niggas, they're not my. I'm I'm black. They're not. They're not my. Uh, we're recording, by the way. <laughs> Is that okay that we're recording this? <laughs> hey, it's two. It's the truth, bro. Like, you know, we, yo, we, I don't know why the fuck we fighting this shit, man. When it comes to the club, baby, there's so many women. There's so many women. People want to fight a man. Come on, bro. Like, I mean, women. You got beautiful, gorgeous women with, with, with breasts and legs and ass and, and you know, some beautiful faces and their smiles, and you want to fight a man. I love it. 
love it. So, uh, just like some background for people who are listening, you're yeah, you're that resident DJ at the club, but you're a Shanti's DJ and hype guy. Right, right. You've worked with or for John ja Rule and Nelly. Those are, those, and those, those are the homies. Those are the, those are the big homies, big bros. Anything else notable? Um, I mean, or just yeah, we, daily grind stuff now. No, I've done, I've done, I've, I work with a lot of cool artists. Get, get to get to know them, but I would, um, I always kind of lead off with those three. Um, first of all, you know, Ashanti is is um, you know, I, you know, I can't really put her in a category because our relationship is like different than most. You know what I'm saying? Like she, um, you know, when I first started with her, probably about seven, eight years ago. You know, I was, you know, trying to get in with artists and work with a lot of them. Um, and she, to be completely fair, really, you know, embraced me where a lot of people, because of my personality and how, um, you know, my, especially my personality on stage, um, you know, kind of shied away from it. And she was like, nah, you know, she's actually, she used to call me Slim at the time. And, uh, you know, she's like, now I'm gonna go with Slim. Slim's my man, you know. Slim's my, my that's my that's my homie right there. I'm on with Slim, you know, and and um, you know, so I really hold her in a special place, and I don't like comparing her to any thing. Cause she was like the first one, where you know, you know, especially in entertainment. I mean, that can work as a whole, you know. I don't I don't want to say that just entertainment's you know to that, but I think um, people will always try to keep you back, you know, especially when. They see that you're, you know, talented and you can be a threat to them. So, you know, I always hold her in a special place because she did not hold me back. She welcomed me and, you know, schooled me and, you know, shared tidbits of the game from her trials and tribulations with me to to help make me a better entertainer, businessman, and person. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that's why I hold her there. And, you know, as far as as Rule and Nelly go, you know, um, I I met them um, and, you know, a lot of artists you don't want to meet. You know what I'm saying? Like, you want to meet them before. You know what I'm saying? I don't mean no disrespect to no other artists that I'm, you know, friendly with. But out of them, you know, those guys, you know, kind of took, like, a big brother role with me. You know what I'm saying? And schooled me and really welcomed me into their, um, you know, their circles and shit. So we really, uh, you know, hit it off. And, and um, you know, I, I, I wouldn't call many people in this industry friends. You know, I, I consider you a friend, Neil. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't consider. Thanks, bro. You know, nah, word up. That's, that's that's from the heart, bro. You're you're a great person. You're a great human being. And um, you know, those guys, you know, I hold in a high regard as well. You know what I'm saying? That's those my big homies, and I always, always, no matter what, can't say nothing about Rule and Nelly. He's not in my presence because you're going to get an earful. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> Currently, you still tour the world with Ashanti. You like, I, I mean, I, I know, but other people might might want to know. Uh, you know, you've been everywhere. You've been to countries in Africa, Australia, Asia, right? Every, everywhere with her. That's it, baby. Every continent. I've I've been blessed to hit every continent, um, at least once. Um, this year I did I did all of them with her. Um, and yeah, it's fun, man. It's you know. You know, to be able to see the other parts of the world, you know what I'm saying, and get paid to do it, 
the dream come true. You know what I'm saying? Like, not many people be able are able to do that and have, you know, <laughs> a, a, an income come in from that. People usually paying money to go to these places, and you know what I'm saying to be able, like you said, you know, Africa. I've been to Africa. I've been to Asia tons of times. I've been to Europe is a is a second home. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, South Africa, the Caribbean. You know, spending a month in Australia and New Zealand, like, you know that that's that's a blessing, bro. You know, it, I think it it really um made me mature as a man, as a person. I I, I think traveling um you know matures you and also humbles you when you get to go to a lot of third world places. Um and and you get to appreciate where you're from as well. You know, I think that, you know the United States is you know the greatest country in the world because of our middle class and a lot of a lot of other countries don't have it the disparity in income um you know is so glaring where like 0.00001% of the population holds 99.9999999% of the wealth you know what i'm saying and and um you know, you really have a- I feel like that's here too though no like you you're just saying that in other places it's it's a much clearer line. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yes, 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 absolutely. It's the it's a, yes, it goes on here. I'm, you know, obviously, you know, and, and the gap is widening here. But um, I'll take what's going on here than what's going on there. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, right, know, right. We, there's hope. There's hope here. You know, like like me and you, me and you aren't the the number, the top two or three percent, but we're we're fine. We're fine. Right. We're not. No, exactly. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, these guys, like, yo, it's, it's bad out there, man. I mean, I, one of my first trips was in Indonesia, man, and, yo, I saw I saw a kid rummaging through garbage with his dog looking for food. And, like, I went to get off the bus to give him my suitcase. We were heading to the, to the airport. And, and the, the driver and the security guard, uh, you know, they had, we had a, obviously, you know, we tried with our own security, but they, they gave us additional security out there. They said, said, yo, pull over the bus. I want to get this kid my stuff. And they're like, nah, you can't. I said, what do you mean I can't? <laughs> like, this is my stuff. Pull over. This kid's taking my clothes. You know what I mean? Like, stop it. And they're like, yo, we're being followed. I'll let you off the bus. I, I don't have this, so, I, you know, it's my job to keep you safe. I was like, what do you mean being followed? Like, yo, we're being followed. <laughs> like, so keep your ass inside this truck, in this bus, and, uh, so so you can get back home safe. And, you know, I felt bad. I really, you know, wanted to give that kid my clothes. And that's an image I'll never, I'll never forget, you know what I'm saying? So it's really humbling when you get to see that shit, man. It's, it's, it's crazy out there. Do you think it's a cultural thing, the whole, like, bring the, bring the ghetto with you mentality? Like, uh, what, what do you mean? Elaborate on that. It's, I mean, in most, the most popular case is MC Hammer going bankrupt because he just wanted to bring everyone with him. Right. And then we see it a lot at the club, like, an artist rolls in, and they have 90 people with them. <laughs> is that... Is, like, I don't see that, like, in the rock world, where I, you know, where I kind of, like, cut my teeth. You don't right. really see that that often. You know, it would be, like, a crew of, like, a crew of, like, 12 or 15 guys... But it's not like this, you know, where everyone rolls through. You know, like when, when Meth and Red came, I, I mean, literally over 100 people came with them. Um, You know, that's a great question. Um, I think I think there's so many. I 
that's a multi-layered question though, and it's like the answer. Excuse me. Um, like yes, that's true. Like they do bring the quote-unquote whole hood with them, and because like as an artist, many of them probably feel like yo. I am the source of income for these people, you know, and, and some of them, not everybody's on the payroll. You know, some people are just there, you know, for protection. Some people are there um, to roll weed. Some people are there for jokes. And not everybody's there, you know, on, is on payroll, especially nowadays with the state of the music industry. Back then, I mean, I know an artist that used to pay somebody $40,000 a year just to be their weed man. They carried around a backpack and just to roll their weed, you know what I mean? And 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 I was like, you know, when it stopped, I was like, what it go? I was like, how'd that end? And he's like, well, it ended. You know, he knew what it was. You know what I mean? He's like, he's like, he know what he, what he was around for, you know. But that was like, you know, back in you know 2006, 2008 era when the money was my, more prominent. My favorite position, my favorite job description for the, uh, was O getter. I've seen several artists. Several artists with O-getters. Like, this that's one, their whole <laughs> Well, let me put it this way. That job, you are always, oh, as long as you do your job, there will always be a, a ticket for you or a spot for you <laughs> on the tour bus. I promise you that with many of these artists. You know what I mean? With, you know, with us, it's very, um, you know, there's not that. You know, Shanti is a very homely, you know, I would say, you know, you know, um, uh, you know, half kidding, but I'm really not. Like, if my daughter ended up like her, I would be happy. You know, and I would know I did a good job because she's not that type of woman. You know what I mean? And she keeps, and you know, to be fair, she keeps me out of a lot of that. You know, sometimes, especially when when I was younger and I first got there, like, I was like, oh, party, 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 drinks, weed. Where the girls at? You know what I mean? And, and, and she, you know, really, you know, kept me on a short lease, no pun intended. You know what I'm saying? Like, so... Um, it was cool, it was, it, but but a lot of people, I think, like you know, back to your question, I think that people, um, who the hell's calling me? It's all right, they have to wait. Um, you know, many people, um, you know, they feel like they're like they're like the economy for their neighborhood and their people. You know, so they feel like a sense like, yo, I got to bring them with me because, yo, they're just gonna be on the block. Selling drugs or, you know, if I could bring them out of the neighborhood for X amount of time, they're going to be all right. You know, so I think we're as rock, you know, a lot of these people do come from broken homes and broken backgrounds. It's a I don't want to say easier, but it's a different social, social, economic standard of why these people are around. You got to remember. And that's also like why this music, I think, is where it is, because like you bring up Mess in Red, you know, they were rhyming with a guy like Ray. You take a song like Cream. And, you know, when he said, I grew up on the crime side, the New York Times side, staying alive was a job at second hand. Mom bounced on my old man. So then we moved to Shaolin, Shaolin land. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was really happening. So you can't be mad at these at these young dudes nowadays that rapping that. That's why the music's changing, because, like, look at the style of clothes. Look at look 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 at the, the food they eat. Look at the, the drinks that they have. Look at even the drugs that these kids are taking. It's different than it was back then. You know what I mean? So that's why everything is changing because music is a reflection of of society. You know what I mean? So like that's why it's different you now. You know what I mean? And and you really can't, I'm, that's why I'm not mad at these young kids. It's, it's changed, um, and that's why you know I think that's why the music is where it is, and I think that's why the industry is where it is. Where you know you see as far as entourages and what the kids are wearing. It's so many different levels, man. It's it's. It's crazy. 
Was this a viable career path, like when you were starting out, or did you think it would go a different direction? Uh, to be blunt, I, I thought I'd be further along than I am now. I definitely, if you told me I'd be where I am now, I probably would have laughed at you. Asked, you know, what type of drugs you were, what drugs you, what drugs you were smoking. You know what I mean? But I'm definitely um, blessed to be where I am. I think, you know, comparing myself to the kids that were my competition back then, or people that I, I rolled with or hung out with um, in the industry, I think I've surpassed them. I think I've been able to create a lifestyle for myself um, and my loved ones that is viable. Um, you know, I could always be better, but then again, you know, it would be worse. You know, you just got to be grateful for what you have. I didn't, I didn't know that I'd become a DJ. You know, I didn't know that um, that that was where I was going to go with it. But I, you know, I, I kind of fell into it. You know, it was it was it was a way in. Like I was so hungry when I first met Ashanti that it was like anything, anything to get like to that next level. I was down to do. Like I was just so hungry to be successful and to take that next step. You know, with a viable person or you know, be you know closer to the to the to the machine. You know what I mean. I was down to do whatever, you know, like short of selling my soul, I was in it. Like I was like, yo, let's go. Like, let's get this money. Cause you know, yeah, that, that, it, I don't think it was really, it wasn't, wasn't the plan to become a DJ and, you know, be this, I guess I was always kind of like a host at the old MC parties and things, but DJing was not it. You know what I'm saying? You wanted, you wanted to produce, you wanted to rap. Oh man. I was a rapper, man. I was in a rap group back then. I was called Oreo, spelled A-U-R-E-O, when I was in high school. Um, my senior year of high school, me and my man Mike Kell, um, and a and, and um, a guy who used to used to work with very closely, um, DJ Bone Shaker. We were a group. Uh, we sold 4,500 records, literally at the trunk of our car in high school, our neighborhood high school. Um, we had a little buzz too, you know what I mean? But it, you know, it, it musically. Um, you know, we all wanted to go different paths and stuff like that. So, like, you know, I was rapping. I was out of the two. I was definitely the weaker of myself and Mike. Um, but I was, the sh- you know, I, I I was definitely more of the showman. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, you know, I went there. Mike and I are still cool to this day. We were bugging out last week. You know, we chill. We swap ideas. And, you know, he, he has new music. He still works on music and sends me over, gives me, gives me you know, asking for critiques or whatever. And, I, you know, I give it to him cause I give it to him straight, you know. Um, but the uh, rapping shit, baby. What? I was gonna be the next hoe. <laughs> <laughs> rapping was it. And then I, you know, I dipped off and I started managing um, Bone Shaker actually for a while. Um, you know, and then um, after that, you know, I kind of just had to fall in to get in where I could fit in. And you know, I was always able to DJ. You know. Um, and the Ashanti thing came up where it made the best business decision for the company for me to go. Not actually even my decision. It was actually a guy that was um, co-managing Bone Shaker at a time with me. And he, you know, he and a bunch of other people that we respect made the decision. That's why I went over to Ashanti. Yeah. Like, what's the next step for you now? Um, You know, the, the music industry is really like, you know, dying. Um, 
but I have so many ideas and I'm very passionate about music that like I kind of you know without sounding too narcissistic like I kind of think I can fix it you know what I mean like I don't get why we are in the state that we are in in music you know and artists aren't selling what they what they're accustomed to you know I don't know if we're ever going to move the unit that you know the people I'm friendly with now um you know moved back then you know I mean Country Grammar did um 10 million records. I mean, I think Rule albums, this album, not, not singles, man. Rule sold like over 35 million albums. You know what I'm saying? Um, Crazy. I, I want to, yeah, come on, bro. 35 million, like, yo, dudes is lucky to get 35 million YouTube views, man. That is great. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's crazy. But, um, you know, I, I, I'm very passionate about that. But I've dabbled into, like, you know, technologies and things like that. You know, I have you know, a technology company that uh, my business partner and I run, um, you know, that's also, you know, that helps out with some of the artists, and I, you know, I do some consulting with them as well, um, but I'm looking to grow that more, and, you know, definitely music, I don't know if I'll ever be able to leave, because it's just, it's not work, bro, uh, it's not work, like, I love it, like, I love this, like, yeah, being on the stage and entertaining people is work. You know, it's tiring at times, yeah, and when you're doing three shows, you know, back to back to back, you know, it, it, it is tiring and your voice goes and, you know, you ain't getting much sleep because you got to catch a flight or you got to jump on the bus or whatever, but, you know, um, I love it. That's, you know, to be able to make people smile and enjoy themselves, man, that's probably the only job really you can say you get to do that. Energy, you know what I mean? It's energy, and when the people could feel that, like, yo, this motherfucker is into what he's doing, and he's giving me his all, his his or her all. They, they, they fuck with you, man. They fuck with you. They don't matter what you're doing up there. They're going to fuck with you. They're going to see. They're going to want to be a part of that because it's cool. And it's you know, a lot of you know, anything you do, you gotta have authenticity, man. People could people, people may not be able to put their hand on it, but they they may not like you. They're gonna be like, yeah, I'm not, I don't really like that person. I'm not feeling them because it comes across as fake. You gotta be real, man. Be yourself. Is that the advice you give someone starting out? I always, you know, it's funny because like artists come up to me and you know, you know, aspiring artists or aspiring DJs and like, what did you do? Like, I'm on. Like, I'm that. Like, I'm that dude, you know. I don't have all the answers, clearly, you know, but I always tell them, do your homework. Work hard. Get into it for the right reasons, you know what I mean? Like, like, yo, if you're in this just to get women and the party, yo, this is the wrong industry because it will eat you up and spit you out. Why I think I've had a viable career and I've grown as much as I have and, you know, I work with the people I do, you know, people like you, you know, and, from people like you too, I think people mess with me because they see I'm, I'm I'm about my business. Like I'm not there getting drunk and getting high and you know doing drugs and you know just there for the you know the greed and the gluttony and you know what I'm saying I'm there because I actually care what I do and if that's why you're there, you know you'll be all right. But people people are in it for the wrong reasons. People used to ask me my opinion on that stuff and I would say the same thing, man. Like you gotta really want it for the right reason and you gotta do your homework. Like you have to know the history of what you're doing. Yeah, man. Like, like you have to do it. Like and I, I I don't understand when people 
get involved in something that isn't like when they're you need to be the expert on what you're doing. And it, it, it's weird to me when people get involved in something that they're like, oh yeah, you know, whatever, it's whatever. Like no man, you gotta no, like you gotta like if you're if you're a DJ, you gotta be able to spit Raekwon lyrics off the dome like that. Like if you're into stand-up comedy, you gotta know that the topic you're discussing was best discussed by you know Norm Macdonald or best discussed by someone else. You know what I mean? Because yeah. then if you don't if you don't have that history, then you're gonna sound uh, not contrived. What's the, you're gonna sound redundant. You know, you're gonna sound. Um, what's the word? No, you know, I hear what you're saying. You, you're right. You want to sound right there. You're right. But I know the history. You got to be a student of the game. I'm a student. Like I love. You know, naturally I gravitate towards rap music and hip hop culture. You know, because I grew up in it. And I love it. I love hip hop culture. But like, I love music. Like, yo, don't like. I'm not ashamed to say it. Like, I like. I love Justin Bieber's new album. I think I think the homie killed it. I think he smashed it out the park. From everything he did, you know, from when he was messing up, and you know, from the roast to you know coming back and doing these records, and you know where he is now. God, good go, go Justin, go. You know, I, I respect him for that. I love Katy Perry. And Adele and Bob Marley and, and, and Stevie Wonder and Michael Jackson and the Beatles. Like yo, if you don't know, if you if you don't love music, man, you gotta love music. You gotta love what you do. And if you don't, man, go go. Don't be mad, man. UPS is hiring. Go go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> At this point in my life, I don't want to be hateful. I don't want things to come from a, a dark place. But it's hard not to want those people to get out of your way. You know what I mean? Like, dude, you're not you're not doing it because you love it. You're doing it because you think you're gonna you're gonna be able to cut corners or whatever. Like, get out of my way. Let's, like, I'm busting my ass to do this. Get, just let me let me through, man. Let me through. Not to get too overly religious with you, but I think it's all a test. And I think that, you know, for the for the God puts you through things to see how much you really want something. How much you really want it. You know what I mean? How much are you willing to are you willing to die for your dream? You know, that's a real that's a real question. See, I'm I'm I have no problem saying it. I'm willing to die for what I believe in and what I want. And if you're not, then you need to go elsewhere. I'm not a God guy. <laughs> and I know that uh, about you. Yeah, I know that about you. But it seems weird because it's like, well, if it's a test, if he's testing you and you're like, yeah, yeah I'd die for it, and then you die for it and you didn't achieve it, well, that that sucks. No? Well, well I mean, that that's assuming that, that life on earth is it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, again, not to be overly uh, religious, yeah. but bro. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this thing, this, I don't care what nobody says. You, whatever your religion is, this is not it. 
This can't be it. This is not the answer. This is not the end-all, be-all of where it is, man. Like, there's got to be something else. I mean, I guess that's the real question, really. You know, it's the the people that think this is it are going to be the ones that aren't going to be spiritual at all, you know? Like, I, I think they might be. I think this might be it, and then, you know. So like, I'm kind of dark about stuff, you know. Like, I don't want to be, and I, I try not to be. Nah, I just, I, I, I mean, listen, I, who am I to tell you wrong? I can just say I disagree. No, uh, uh, yeah, of course. I mean, that's look. I get along with, I get along with people who are willing to accept that not everyone's the same. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like me and you, me and you get along just fine, and when we don't agree on something, we're just like, all right, man, that's cool. <laughs> you do you, you know? And that's that's uh, you know that helps us get through. But you know, that's, that's, you know, I, I'm I never understood. You know, I'm sure you heard the saying, "Don't talk religion and politics." And I look at people and I'm like, "Yo, how foolish are you?" Like you could talk religion and politics as long as you just respect the person other the other person's opinion. Just yeah, you don't need to be like you're wrong, Jesus. Oh, Jesus didn't come here. Or no, Obama this and no, we want Donald Trump. And it's like, yo, man, like, all right, that's how you feel. How you how you ever gonna learn and grow if you never heard the complete opposite opinion from yourself? How are you going to learn? How are you going to grow and become a better human? Because I don't know about I don't know about you. You know I do know about you, but I don't know about all listeners. <laughs> <laughs> but like I'm trying to become a better person every day. Every day I need to become better at some aspect of my life than I was the day before. And the day you stop, the only day you should ever not grow is the day you die. That's it about growth, man. Whatever you do, you gotta put your heart into it. You know what I mean? And 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 just keep growing, man. And keep building. Life's like Legos, man. Keep going and building and and, and, and passing on knowledge. Like I, I don't get people that hoard information either. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I, I don't get it. I have a music. I have 300, 300 gigs of music that on my you know my my show computer, right? That I bring out to clubs or concerts or whatever, right? And like. You know, depending on, you know, I'm not granted. I'm just not going to put it up on Dropbox and let everybody download the bitch. But if somebody wants some music for me, go ahead, take it. Because you're not going to put it together the way I put it together. You can give you can give, you can can give, give me Bob Vila's tool set. I bet you I'll put my life on it. I can't build like that, bitch. I can't build <laughs> like him. Yeah, yeah. Give me the same shit he got. The same thing. I Let me use it and say, Build this shed. Bob, you build this shed. I'll put my life on it. His shed is going to be so much doper than mine. A hundred times out of a hundred. I feel that way a lot with with comedy. Like, I'll do a premise, and then I'll see someone else do the premise, and I just won't do that premise anymore. Like, I, I'm not going to touch. Like, that guy said it the best. It, that's his thing now, you know? Right, right. But if I think I'm going to say it better, if I think I'm going to tell it better, not obviously not the joke. I'm not going to say joke. But if I think that I have a different, a, a more interesting point of view on the premise, then then yeah, then I'll take a stab at it. 
Because <laughs> yeah, I can't, yeah, I can't beat like Bob Ross, but yeah, I can find dance better. <laughs> <laughs> I did have a DJ one time, actually at Emporium. He was upset because I mixed two songs directly after each other that he did. And he said I stole his routine. And I looked at him like, I, I did? Like, I really didn't know. And I was like, oh, my bad. Like, I, I don't know what you want me to say. Like, you know what I mean? And the funny part is they went talking on, like, Facebook. He does some, he does some like, that's some whack shit. Like, you got a problem with somebody. Why are you going to go air it out on Facebook? That's, uh, that is a, that's a question that is never going to get answered. <laughs> People airing out their problems on Facebook. Oh, I guess, I mean, it, they're scared that that guy's going to tell them they're going to get a gun out of the trunk, you know? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's a comedy. That's a comedian in you. I like that. I like that. You brought it back to the top. I like when comedians do that. But I seriously <laughs> felt like, you know, you, you want to be like, yo, man, tell me like, tell me like a man. Say it to me. But then... The other person's thinking like, oh, if I if I say something to Neil, like he's that's something he's a big dude, like, you know, what if you know, what if it goes down, you know? So maybe right. you know, maybe he's like, yo, smooth and shit, smooth as tough looking dude. Like, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to tell him to his face. <laughs> yeah, uh, but, but I guess it's, like it's the same thing though, because if he did by conversation, look how many problems can be solved by conversation. Yeah, I, I mean it's the same thing though. Because if he says it on Facebook, and you know, you are the type of dude that does that, you're gonna find him, and he's gonna catch a bad one anyway. So I don't know, man. No, no, no. I'm a peaceful man. I'm reformed. I'm not violent. No, 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 no. I know. <laughs> I'm saying. I'm on Martin. I'm saying if he was scared to say it to your face, he should also be scared to say it on Facebook. But I right, agree. Agree. You know? No, no, no. He actually had. I found out. That night, actually, I was blocked from his Facebook. <laughs> ah, there you go. How you, you block somebody? You block somebody on social media. That is no What are we Yo, doing? I block, I block people all the time for the silliest reasons. I love it. It's my Why? favorite thing to do. Yo, like, so Chase Nutley took out Ruben Tejada on that slide. I thought it was a dirty right. slide. Anyone that, defended, anyone that defended the Dodgers, deleted immediately. What? I don't want to hear your argument. I would rather have a conversation with you about Trump or God. I don't want to hear Chase Utley. That slide was legal. it was not a legal slide. Facts is facts. I don't want to. I don't want to talk to you. Really? Okay, <laughs> yeah. 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 I remember you were passionate about that man. <laughs> I deleted like ten people. Just no. Oh man, that's crazy. People I had history with. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, people I had real life history with. I was like, nope. <laughs> See ya. Wow. Yeah, I was ugly. He said, yeah, that was cold. That was cold. But that's, like, oh, that's, uh, I mean, on, on the same thing, though, like, uh, kind of about the religion thing, uh, kind of about this Facebook thing. I don't mind, like, like, uh, yeah, uh, you want to hear other people's opinions and other people's views because it, it, it rounds you out better. Right. But do I want to hear a bigot's reasoning for something when he's not going to listen 
to my side of it. Like, if I say something stupid and someone calls me out on it, I, lo- I love it. Like, I want to know what I did. And I touched on this in another podcast. Like, I- I'm a white male. So sometimes right. I say things and I don't realize that it's, it's a bad thing to say because other people don't have my privilege or, or Give me an example well, of what? Uh, uh, off the top of my head, uh, maybe like uh, I don't want to see women breastfeeding on the subway, but I also don't want to see guys shirtless on the subway. You know, that's equal. I don't, I don't see anything wrong with that. Right, but we're both guys, and I know I, I know a woman, a very intelligent woman, who said something to me was like, "No." You're an idiot for saying that, and I need I need to hear why, like, because I don't I don't get it. You know what I mean? But I want to get it. Right. But but on the other hand, I don't want I don't want someone telling me that, uh, you know, because there was a Bobby in Paris, we shouldn't let Syrians in the country. Oh, of course we should let Syrians. What are you talking about? And like, they're not going to listen. You're, you're breaking to- up. Say it again. <laughs> uh, conveniently, I'm making up when I talk about Muslims. Um, <laughs> God trying to tell you something. Yeah, but no, like, uh, so someone on Facebook will say something about, you know, the bombing in Paris is reasons why we shouldn't let Syrians in the country. And then it's like, no, man. Like, if you're not willing to listen to this conversation, then why should I listen to your conversation? You know? But it's, right, I think it's got to be a two-way street. It's got to be a give and take as far as, you know, respect. So, but it's hard. But it's, like, hard to not be in my little echo cave because, you know, because I, I delete those dudes. You know what I mean? Like, I delete the dude who's, like, yeah, you know, who says something stupid about Trump being the greatest thing ever, you know? So my whole feed is just people who don't like Trump. I think I think I think Trump is the, I think Trump is the greatest thing ever. No, you do not. Yeah, hell yeah. Really? You know why? You know why? Uh, no, I don't know why. Because <laughs> Trump because Trump, Trump is actually revealing a lot about people and how people think and how people well, actually feel. Yeah, he's definitely showing how racist America is. Yeah, Trump is great. Trump is uh, not for real. I mean, it's entertaining. We all know. You know he's not going to. So I, I, at least I don't think he's going to be the nominee. But he's revealing a lot, and and some some of his shtick moments. I mean, he's good. He's good entertainment for right now. Great entertainment. Great entertainment. But but it's kind of making a joke of the whole system. I think the system's a joke anyway. But he really is the system a joke? Hey, come on, man! <laughs> the system is a joke. Yeah, but I don't need anyone shining a light on it. Why? Hey, that's only, let me tell you something. I mean, this is... Well, no, for us it's oh, fine, but for everyone else. Like, I don't want people around the world to think I'm an idiot because I'm American. I'm an idiot because I, I do my fair share of idiot stuff. No, but no, not no, just because I'm American. People, people, don't, people don't think that around the world. People don't think that about all Americans. They, I, think, I think this is different. This is, let me try and draw an analogy here, right? So, remember, I think it was last year, the All-Star um, voting... Uh, um, um, ballot. Um, I think a, a writer gave their ballot to Deadspin, 
Yeah, I, yeah, I remember that. It was a whole of Fame ballot. Hold on, it was the whole yeah, Fame ballot. Right. Yep, yep. Gave 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 their gave their Hall of Fame ballot to Deadspin.com. Their 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 um, users, people who visit the frequent their website, were able to vote on it. And to be fair, they actually voted a respectable what you know many other accomplished baseball writers would have. You know who they would have voted in and did vote in. Yeah, yeah. It was later revealed yeah. that it was Dan Levitard. Yeah, and right. he got his right. he got his privileges stripped from him. He got his. Now think about this system. We allowed the Baseball Writers Association, the Hall of Fame, whoever it is, to say Dan Levitard, you are not allowed. To vote on baseball Hall of Fame ballots anymore, but he's like the only reason I did it was to show how messed up the system was. They banned that man, but before they banned, but even after they banned him, they still have not done anything to fix this. Yeah, think about that for a second. Think about that for a second. They know they know their system's messed up. He exposed them for being messed up. They banned him for exposing that they were messed up and not showing the respect of the vote. But yeah, the, yeah the, the reason for banning it was because he made a mockery of it. But, but, but how? How did he make a mockery of it? I, 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 think he did, I don't think he made a mockery of it. That's what they're saying. It's a mockery that you didn't even fix this. But Trump is making a mockery nah. of the system. I mean, it's already a joke, but he's exposing. He's exposing yeah. what people, how people feel about that. Yo, did you hear what? I don't care what she said. She said, and I like her, and I actually like her. But did you hear? What, remember what Kelly Osbourne said on the View? Excuse me, Mr. Trump. Who's going to clean your toilet? What? <laughs> what? Because <laughs> only immigrants clean toilets. That's uh, what. Yeah, man. When you're as rich as Kelly Osborne, you know. Crazy man. It's crazy. Crazy. Yo, these are the people we give a form. This is the people. These are the people we give a form to. And and listen. And 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 the powers of us as the people. I think that you know, in music, in politics, we give. These people power. When we realize us is the majority, and if we work together, you know, everybody's like, oh, here we go. We can't we all just get along? Rodney King said, no. <laughs> if we all agreed and worked together for a common goal and stop putting aside these, these prejudging, these prejudices that we have, the world would be a better place. But everybody wants to hold on to whatever bullshit they have attached to. Yeah, everyone's got that's their... Worth, that's worth more than going. That's worth more. That's worth... I, yeah, I mean, I, that's... I, I mean, that's my... I That's why I try to keep the the echo chamber open. Like, I want people to come in and tell me that I'm wrong. I'm not, you know... I, I, I'm still acting on the patriarch. I'm still acting on the white supremacy. Like, I want to know how to fix that. Uh, you know, every day I want to be better and better. Like, I was shitty for so long. I want to 
I want to be better. But, I mean, the cynic in me really thinks that there's not a whole lot of us. Nah, I think I think I think we, I think a lot of them are just scared to come out, man. There's some good people out there, man. There's some hardworking, good people with good souls, man. And unfortunately, in our society, you know, we live in a society where the doom and gloom is the lead. And if we stop subscribing to that, and we wanted more positivity, you know, we we you know, for example. Let's turn on the news. Look how much negative stories dominate the news. But if we stopped watching, they would say, uh-oh, we need to do something different. They, I'm not mad at them. They're just doing what – they're just feeding, you know, people's needs. Do you, do you vote? Oh, hell yeah. My mom, my mom made sure every election I vote, I get, she makes me get – she made me get in the knowledge, me realize uh, – find out about the local elections all the way up to, you know, uh, uh, you know the House of Representatives and the Senate and, you know, every four years the presidential election. Um, and she made, she made me get involved because she said, you know, men and women literally died for you to have this right, and you will not abuse it by not voting. You know, that's something my mom, my mom made me when I was 18, um, you know, go down and register to vote. That she did. That's something interesting. Like that's something that I never thought about culturally either. Like I don't you, like my people are, always have to vote. You know, I don't, I'm a white guy. I, I yeah. vote. Yeah, no, I uh, yeah, man, I don't vote. <laughs> I don't uh, vote. I mean, I mean, you know, you you, I know what it's like to walk into a room and you know be looked at differently. For, for, you know, just, just I probably didn't say a word, you know what I mean? So, you know, I could only imagine what these men and women had to go through, my, you know, our ancestors, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I understand, I understand that, and, uh, you know, I definitely will show respect, you know, to them. That's why I try to carry myself always in the way that I do, because it's an ode to them as what they had to go through for me. Because something I heard Maya Angelou say, actually, she was just going um, about Tupac. And, and and it spoke to me as well. Uh, she said, who said that the struggle was all for you? And that really, you know, resonated and hit home because it's true. The struggle wasn't for me. You know, it was my job to pay, to pay it forward and to pass it on to the next generation. And the voting is a part of that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I get that. I get that a lot. I totally understand that. All right, yo, smooth. I'm here. I made it through traffic. Home. All right, wonderful. Yeah, I'm on my. Uh, I'm about to reach my destination as well right now. I was actually home getting dressed when we started, and now I <laughs> reached my de- my destination. Good. All right, man. Thank you, uh, dude. Thank you so much, man. I thought that this was uh, a lot of fun. Thank you. I hope. I hope. I hope I was uh, entertaining. I hope you, you. You know, I could give some insight or some a different point of view to, you know, your listeners and stuff. Yeah, man, you're, dude, you're always entertaining to me, man. I, you know. I appreciate but, it. You know, I got nothing to All right, man, I'll see you, uh, I'll see you at work, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, tomorrow night. I'll see you tomorrow night. Peace, buddy. All right, peace.
You're a jerk, Neil.